0: Welcome to Are We Europe Readouts. Today we're reading a story from our latest print magazine, Unsilenced, the colonialism issue. It explores Europe's relationship with its colonial past and present. Rolled eggs, chapati and milky tea. Uganda's favorite street food puts colonial history on a plate. By Joshua Poyser. Every dish tells a tale and is often influenced by events like migration. Given my familiarity with Uganda and its people, I hope to show why certain things are the way they are through the story of Rolex. I believe that it is by understanding the international interconnectedness of the past that we can make better choices for the future. We don't wear Rolex, we eat it, says Jonathan O'Kello, owner of Rolex Guy, a popular restaurant in Entebbe, Uganda. Rolex, or rolled eggs, is an omelet rolled up inside a chapati sold by street vendors across the country. This national dish is often washed down with a cup of tea. Either Indian, where milky tea is spiced with ginger, cardamom, cloves, and cinnamon. Or African, where tea bags are simmered in milk on the stove and sometimes also spiced with ginger. It's the most famous street food in Uganda, says Okello. On every corner you will always find a stall. Indians brought the chapati to Uganda. We use wheat flour. Chapatis are traditionally made with atta. And we don't make them as crispy. We need them soft to be able to roll. A Rolex stall is now a viable way for many Ugandas to make money, selling a cheap, quick, and tasty snack. Indians may have introduced the chapati to Uganda, says Okello, but the Rolex is thought to have been invented in Jinja, in eastern Uganda. The popularity quickly spread and is now found in every district. This local delicacy is a slice of colonial history. The tea, originated in China, was adopted by Indian culture under British rule. During the late 19th century conquest of Africa, the British built a railway line from the coast of Mombasa to Nairobi and Lake Victoria. The line was built to extract local resources for Britain's benefit and to protect their interest in Uganda, the source of the Nile in Jinja. The Brits recruited Indian workers to build the line. It took six years to complete and hundreds of laborers died. Indians brought chapatis with them and were thought to have eaten the basic form of the Rolex in their Ugandan homes around the end of colonial rule. Ugandan independence from Britain in 1962 was followed by many years of coups, deaths, and expulsions of Ugandan Asians. The British Empire may have ended, but colonialism is still in Africa. It has mutated to another level, says Lupa Pius, a pastoralism advocate. Pius says the effects are still being felt with the adoption of the English language in the education system and land boundaries which were put in place by the British. Roads, lakes, and natural parks continue to be known by their colonial names. But Okello thinks Ugandans have more pressing worries than reconciling with colonialism. We have other things to think about. There are more urgent issues like corruption and unemployment. Speaking on Uganda's Independence Day, October 9, a public holiday, Okello says, People get time for a party, to eat Rolex, drink, and have a long weekend. We enjoy that more than toasting to the country's independence. Do you like listening to our stories? Dive into all our readouts from this issue or previous ones. Or listen to our original stories at our main RWE Europe channel. Just search for it wherever you get your earful of audio. And don't forget to sign up as a member at rweeurope.com member. As a member, you will connect with storytellers across the continent and be first in line for all our special multimedia stories and events. You'll also receive our beautiful print magazine four times a year. So go ahead and sign up at rweeurope.com member.